Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. It's the Pompey Pubcast that combines the beers and the blues. Barros for Pompey, round Kushak goes down, penalty to Portsmouth and Old Trafford. Barros tripped by Thomas Kushak, who sent off Lantari do the job. He steps up, left-footed, scores yes. for Pompey. They lead at Old Trafford in the quarterfinals of the FA Cup. Jamal Lowe's onside, the flag stayed down, Jamal Lowe, nonchalant, fantastic, brilliant. Portsmouth Football Club are promoted to League One. Curtis across the face of goal. This is Three Lads in the Pub. Good evening, welcome along to Three Lads Hosts. in the Pub, <laughs> episode 10. <laughs> let's, pre- let's pretend I was not rehearsing what this place is called off air. We are at the Green Post. Green. <laughs> <laughs> Here Post. in, uh, are we in Hillsy? It's Hillsy, isn't it? Or, North End, or, or, isn't it? Or, oh, I don't know, it's in the middle, it's isn't it? It's the Stand border sure. of North End and Hillsy. Yeah. The great battle lines have been drawn. <laughs> the, the, the triangle of Stamshaw, Hillsy and North End. <laughs> the golden triangle. But we're, we're in the garden on this uh, rather pleasant night. I don't think it's quite coat weather. I mean, Ryan's wearing shorts. Jeff's got a bloody coat on. You're cold. Yeah. And you fought out of where in Afghanistan or wherever you can't yeah. even handle this. Exactly. It was, it he, was hot out there. He acclimated. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That backfired, didn't it? <laughs> good start. Um, but good evening. Yeah, I'm not very good at geography or anything, apparently. Um, where are we? In Hillsy. Yeah, uh, the pub. <laughs> the Green Posts. <laughs> snake in it. Oh, God. Um, but let's go around the table. Good evening, Jeff. Hello, mate. You good? Yeah, I mean, I've I've been under the weather the last couple of days, actually the last couple of weeks, but I'm getting there. Man flu, freshest flu. How about you? I had food poisoning all week. I mean, I think I had that yesterday as well, or the day before. Which was a bad time to get food poisoning halfway through that bloody hockey game I was playing. So, um, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, you hurt yourself as well. We didn't was, there, was there a KFC break during the hockey game? <laughs> 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 I wish there was. Maybe I wouldn't have had Other food chicken outlets are available. Yeah, and we There's were one near the green we post. Were, we, were, <laughs> we were working to get you on the um, Twitter live, but yeah, you uh, had a bit. Of, what happened there? Uh, so basically, I had an omelette for lunch 
before the hockey game. Right. And and, and maybe the omelette wasn't as cooked as I thought it was. Right. So, um, yeah, I, uh, Saturday evening, I had uh, the cold shivers, shakes and everything else. And then the aches kicked into all my joints and, and everything. And I couldn't walk and I just thought... The game of hockey the day before and all my joints aching and, and all that, just, uh, yeah. I had to go to the walking centre because I had a big crack in my foot as well, so... Uh, Blimey. I was going to say, I knew you had a crack in your foot, but I couldn't work out where the omelette came into it, so well, I was going yeah, to so, yeah. Amanda's, <laughs> Amanda's swear blind that she never gave me food poisoning from the omelette, but I had it all week. Dear. <laughs> food poisoning, not omelette, that is. <laughs> um, Ryan, how you doing? <coughs> I am... Probably better than Jeff has been with his food poisoning. <laughs> All I've been contending with is the seasonal cold, where the pre- temperatures drop from twenty-five to ten in the matter of a couple of weeks. And still wearing shorts. I know. I mean, yeah, Ryan, but the, Ryan the cold, I, the cold I picked up from my daughter, who's obviously picked it up from her childminder, and it's just been passed on to me where she. Oh, mate! You know, comes in for a hug and then wipes it all over. Just me. wait; it gets <laughs> worse when they go to school. He's always ill, my boy, from being at school, and like, he passed it on to me, and I'm my immune system's shit. So, yeah, good well, luck. I've just about cleared all of my pipes uh, to make it to the Ipswich game unencumbered and without passing it on to anyone else. Yeah, I mean, everyone's under the weather, but, um, yeah, what have we got what have we gone for beer-wise? I mean, I'll start, and I'll, I'm going to say, look, I've not been too well, so I have let the team down again. I've gone for a Coke. Sorry. Uh, Jeff? Peroni. Different? Something different? Yeah. How about you, uh, Ryan? Got a Nuki Brown. Yeah, of course you have. You love a Nuki Brown. Uh, producer Tom has gone for what's that? I've forgotten, but I think it's a bit of pale ale. Uh, 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 and you call me Did you actually introduce Tom? No. Uh, this, is, <laughs> this is producer Tom. Uh, so everyone that was moaning about the levels on the podcast that I wasn't in. Uh, this is the guy to blame. Yeah, I just do as I'm told. At the end of the day, uh, Liam wanted a raw file. I gave him a raw file. Uh, I could insert a really. Jeff had a raw file. I, could, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I was about to mention uh, Liam's mum, but you know, I don't want to go there. <laughs> right, let's start the recording again while well, I just beat the shit out of Tom. Um, <laughs> right then, lads, let's talk football. Uh, Ipswich. Yesterday, I mean, what a following that was, Jeff, from the, from the fans. And, the, and it, it looked like a great day out. Obviously, shame about the result, but. It, yeah, you know, it was a great day out, and I just think we'll talk about the game in a minute. I'd, I'm good, mate. Thanks. Yeah, cheers. Um, <laughs> sorry, it's going to be a weird night. <laughs> it was, um, yeah, it was a good day out. It was a great occasion. I think one or two players, the occasion got to them, and they, they were playing the occasion instead of the game. Um, notably, Marlon Pat was telling Josh Griffiths to calm down in the first half, the first 25, 30 minutes. Um, look, the stadium was packed out yesterday, but the, I, I finally believe the 1900, 1800, 1900 Pompey fans definitely outsung the Ipswich fans. Um, Ipswich were, were don't, don't get me wrong, they were backed, back to the hilt. But they only really, you only really hear them when they score or something happens in the game that gets them off their feet. And apart from that, they were like church mice. They really were. They really were. There's a few teams like that in this league though, isn't there? Plymouth for one. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, they do make. I have to give them. They do make some noise, and it is a is a great ground. But like I say, going back, but going back to the game. <coughs> overall, I think you said off air, and I think Ryan said it as well. The best team won on the day. I think they did. You know, the first first twenty twenty five minutes, I, I thought Ipswich looked good. 
They they were they were positive on and off the ball. They they switched their formation up. They normally play a three four three, and at times they were playing a four two four. And Pompey didn't know how to react. I mean, Wes Burns just run Robertson ragged all afternoon, and I felt sorry for the guy. You know, yeah, okay, he's playing left back. He's played there before, but I said last week. I think there's an unbalance in this team playing Robertson at left back and Ogilvy right back. And and that unbalance was there for all to see in the first 25 minutes yesterday. We 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 just weren't acutely aware enough. Although Marlon Pack was telling Owen Dale and he was telling the back four and he was telling Karoma to get out wide. They've only got two in midfield and they're doing 4-2-4. Marlon Pack saw that, saw that danger and he, he was aware. But the back four and Griffiths just didn't react and then we saw it we saw it in the closing stages of the first half that quick ball out from the back Owendale playing it over the top and, and Scarlett running through and that's how we could beat them that's how we could cut through the thirds and there's a time for playing out from the back and there's a time for playing it in midfield and playing it back and down the wings and outside to in and inside to out but sometimes you've just got to go long you just got to put the ball over the top and let your forwards run after it. I thought Karoma should have come off at half-time. Didn't see enough from him. Okay, yes, he should have started due to his performance in the last game. But I, I just didn't see enough from him. And that game, that game was screaming for Ronan Curtis for the full 90 minutes. That was the type of game where Ronan Curtis gets up for the game and he gets into his man's head and he will run at those players and he will, he will run his socks off. <sighs> We've got injuries in the squad at the moment. We've got injuries in midfield. We've got injuries at, at full-backs. If Danny Cowley doesn't rate Swanson enough, then Kieran Freeman's got to come in and play right back and offer up that balance. Now, that's the first half out of the way. Look, definite penal penalty in the first half. Definitely penalty in the second half. But I think, as Ryan and I were chatting uh, you know, before we started... Ipswich weren't, we didn't make Ipswich look outstanding. I think Ipswich scored their goals from mistakes from us. And look, if we can, if, if we, if we can lose by one goal against a team who are favourites to be in the automatics, then we're not that far off. We weren't at the races yesterday, but we still scored two goals. Okay, there were penalties. We still scored two goals and they only beat us by one goal. If they were that good, if they were that good, they should be beating us 2 or 3 nil. We still went toe-to-toe with a team we that did. got up there. I thought, look, if I was looking at that in neutral, that was two good League One teams going at it. You know, toe-for-toe, pound-for-pound. They just had, they just had the lucky breaks. Harness, inevitably, he was going to score. But again, he wasn't being marked. He didn't do it. He didn't do a fancy bit of skill to beat two, three players and rifle it in the back of the goal. He was in acres of space because Ragger and Morrison were too far apart from each other. Ogilvy was all at sea over at right back, and and it was just like it was a Owen Dell loses the ball. Chaplin is cutely aware to to get the ball and and thread it through the harness, and he scores. There were times in that first twenty-five minutes that Chaplin and Wes Burns were both playing on the right wing. Karoma wasn't getting back and helping out Robertson. So Robertson was effectively marking two players in those first op- opening exchanges. That's, that's unacceptable. Too many individual errors leading up to that goal, was it? was. And look, you know, yeah, they're a good team. They deserve to win. They're not a million miles better than us. 
Yeah. But I think you summed it up perfectly. Ryan, do you want to add anything? I'm sure you will. <laughs> it's it's the first game this season that we have deserved to lose over the course of the 90 minutes. For people saying that the draw was the fair result, I would ask them where. Because in the first half, the first 15, 20 minutes, we were under an ungodly siege from Ipswich. They hit the post. They had 14 corners. We had a period of 10 minutes after that where we were in the ascendancy but to end the half it was fairly even so for the most part I would say Ipswich had the better of the first half had the better chances the second half we did stifle that creativity in the final third a bit I thought for the first 20 minutes of the second half we actually snuffed Ipswich out pretty well the thing we didn't do as a result was then create our own chance on the back of that we stemmed the tide of the Ipswich flow but we didn't fully reverse it to lay siege upon their goal so we never took the took the initiative in the second half we never at any point were the better team in the second half all we did was stop Ipswich for a bit and then as the second half descends into anarchy one very well worked goal for the second goal Adapo's first touch I know people are saying you've got to get tighter I'd say for the ball in or the first pass out wide, probably. But in League One, players do not stick to defenders like glue. Because this is not the Premier League. The players are going to drop off the shoulder and find half a yard of space. And Adapo's hit that with such fury that half, half a yard of space is all he needs. Griffiths can't get anywhere near it. So I think the defeat was earned. And I think Ipswich did enough to win it. My gripe with the defeat is that for everyone saying Ipswich are a good pool playing side, and they are, they are a good pool playing side. They, some of their co uh, close quarters played to get themselves out of situations and into a, a brand new area of space it was brilliant to watch. It was brilliant to watch. Some of the balls out to Wes Burns were fantastic. His first touch is great, and then he lines up a man one on one. The amount of times he recycles the ball, keeps the move alive. It, it, if you go back to when we played Ipswich in March at their place, I think I referenced Burns then as well as a guy I'd love to have. I still enjoy Owen Dale. I think he's perfectly good enough for our ambitions this season. But I still admire watching a guy like Burns on the ball. He's, he's brilliant at what he does. My main gripe with this defeat is if Ipswich are one of the best sides in this league, if they are one of the best ball-playing sides in this league, and they may well be, I, I have to say I think towards the end of the season they will be top three at the least. My gripe is we didn't make them play spellbinding football to beat us. For all the comments saying, you were awful, Pompey. You were dreadful. You were negative. You were conservative. Yeah, for the most part, we were. And look at how you beat us. We were re we were poor yesterday. I will not make it. We were poor at Portman Road in March. We exactly. were poor yesterday. But for a side that flexes its imperiousness over us, the winning goal is a deflected cross that gets headed in underneath the crossbar with 10 minutes to go. It's it's not a... I think Tom probably could have headed that in, to be honest. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. It counts. <laughs> I, I doubt it. I very it much. It's a goal in a professional football game. It counts. But regarding the first goal, it's two losses in possession for Pompey in the middle. First it's Dale, then it's Morel, then Chaplin goes through. I don't know where Morrison is, but he's somewhere. That's why Harness has got all the space in the world to go for on goal. And I knew straight away Harness is slotting that beneath Griffiths. The second goal well worked. The third, the third one's a travesty. We'll get onto that in a bit. But 
I think we deserved that defeat. But as much as we deserved it, it took us, what, 63 days to lose a league game? Now, July 29th, going to bed before I headed up to Hillsborough, there was no concept in my mind that it would take us 63 days to lose our first league game. I was expecting it to take one. Yeah. It took us 63 days, and by the end of that run, we're fourth with a game in hand. If we win that, as it stands, we go one point behind the leaders, Plymouth, and we go above the incredibly superior, far too good for us, Ipswich Town. Champions elect. Yeah. And so, yeah, they're a good side and they deserve their win. And well done to them for for finding a way over the line. But my gripe is we should have made a team that could be, you know, champions elect, win that way. We should have made them play the best they can be. Because yesterday... I know people talk about possession as a metric for if you deserve to win a game or not, or the number of shots you take as a metric of whether or not you deserve to win. The The real metric, and it's hard to gauge because it's not a metric, is when the two teams play each other, which team is the best version of themselves? Ipswich were a better version of their style yesterday than we were of ours. Their play was expansive, it was long, it was short. They broke into pressing phases every now and then. They had five, ten-minute periods where they would swarm the ball and then back off. We, however, our pressing worked sporadically at best. Our balls into the flanks or balls into the forwards, they were misguided, miscontrolled. We never got going. Now, Ipswich were a better version of themselves than we were of ours. In fact, at one point in the first half, Ipswich were a better version of us than we were because they were better at pressing swarming to the ball our players would arrive with the ball at their feet one touch on the halfway line back to the Ipswich goal and then have a man right there now how many players in this team and it's a good team don't get me wrong how many players in this team are capable at this level of receiving the ball in on the halfway line back to the Ipswich goal taking one touch and being able to turn their man or with a click of a, click of a finger finding a Pompey man to relay the ball to not that many no now, only the top, top sides will be able to do that regularly. And I mean Premier League sides will be able to take that ball in and relay it out quickly and keep the play flowing. That's not something that happens in League One, for Ips even for Ipswich, because they, they were losing the ball quite a bit yesterday. But the fact is, overall, I can't, I can't complain about the, the fact we left with nothing. But nor do I leave Portman Road with damaged hope I, I just don't no you know I, I can look back at some of our defending yesterday and headbutt the wall but I know that some of our players will be doing that as well and I know that we've worked ourselves out of harder spots because we were worse in the first half at Hillsborough than we were at Portman Road and we worked our way out of that one so I, I, we will be fine I don't I actually think that defeat would do us the world of good yeah I don't, yeah, it, yeah. I don't want to mention this I don't want to mention every incident in the game because that two Stonewall penalties absolutely for Pompey but I do want to talk about that third goal because it's been causing a lot of debate there's a lot of debate on it yeah on social media and for me Jeff I think Griffiths has to do, he has to do better well, I know it's an, I know it's an awkward one let's break one. this down does Ryan Tunnicliffe also need to slide in no when can I no and I'll, I was so going to come to Tunnicliffe that if Tunnicliffe doesn't slide in yeah. and he's on his feet that ball goes past him at head height yeah 
the where he stood that far away, he could have potentially then pressed and closed that ball down. Mistake number one. Hmm. Mistake number two. Griffiths has been slow to react. Probably he thinks it's going out from his angle. He's looking up. He's thinking it's going over the line. So I can I can cut Griffiths some slack in that in the, in that sense. Should he been better being quicker at moving his feet towards the middle of the goal and tracking back? Yes, mistake number two. Mistake number three. Clark Robertson is watching that ball come all the way. <coughs> Clark Robertson can see Wes Burns is in front of him. Clark Robertson, hindsight's a wonderful thing, all he has to do is stand next to Wes Burns and push his hip next to his and Wes Burns is now in the back of the goal. Robertson can head that ball over for a corner or clear it. Mistake number three. Mistake number four, I don't know where Raggett is because Raggett's also all at sea. There's, there, you know, so, look, there, there, there was four, three, four individual errors in the build-up to that goal. You cannot, you cannot just make a scapegoat out of Griffiths. You cannot just make a scapegoat out of Robertson or Ogilvy because Ogilvy does, have, does get a touch on the ball. You can't make a scapegoat out of Tunnicliffe for also sliding in. Because he's doing an instinctive thing. So, look, there was three or four individual errors there. And they caught, you know, they, in health and safety terms, they call it the Swiss cheese effect. When all those holes all line up, that's when you get the error. And all those holes all lined up, all those errors all lined up, all at the same time for that third goal. You can't blame it on anyone. Josh Griffiths is just being made a scapegoat this season because too many people are comparing him to Gavin Bazzuni. He's a totally different keeper. As I said yesterday, <coughs> if, if there's a looping ball to the back post, you have a three-on-one, including your goalkeeper, and none of you get anywhere near winning it, you deserve to lose. You cannot defend like that. The, the reaction speed of all three of them is absurdly slow. And, and it's, it's disappointing because Griffiths has improved a lot since a shaky first showing at Hillsborough. Raggett has been... Fairly consistent, barring a couple of mistakes. There was one at Port Vale, there was one against Bristol Rovers at Leicester Gobby. He's been fairly consistent so far, slash good. Robertson has played in an unorthodox position recently, and he's done a good job there. But between the three of them, I, I have no idea what happened. But the people defending Griffiths are saying he got nowhere near it. Yes, there's a reason for that, because his reaction speed is like a bloated battleship. But... <laughs> It's not just him, and that's the thing that people need to remember. It's not just Griffiths for that goal. It's Robertson, because if Griffiths, Definitely. Raggett and Robertson all think it's going out, my one question is why? Because watch Wes Burns. He's making... You can see the run he's making because he appears just in the camera frame as it pans. As the deflection from the cross takes, Wes Burns knows immediately where it's going because you see him backpedal towards the back post and it's not as if Burns has to move heaven and earth to get there he takes three or four back pedals do you know how far off the floor he actually gets to head the ball about inches. the height of Griffiths <laughs> like where's Burns jumping to head that ball is about the height of Griffiths he d this is not people saying it's it's a freakish deflection it could have gone anywhere you know how are they supposed to judge it well the guy in the Ipswich shirt judged it and he didn't have to do anything special to get there it was check you run free full back pedals jump an inch off the floor and it's the easiest goal of his career it was a wicked deflection though like it was i mean if you listen if you listen to the audio in the in the highlights 
As soon as it takes a deflection, you, you hear a few rays as if it's like gone, you know, like he's blocked it for a, I think it might be the Pompey fans actually that shout Ray. Ray yeah. that, that's, <laughs> this is Ryan clearing his throat again in yeah, the background. Don't, yeah, at least he's not doing it on the mic this time. Yeah, but but you, I'm you not on the mic this time. You kind of hear that you can you kind of hear the Pompey fans shout Ray and then the next week is Ray and it's like the, yeah. But again, why is Burns the only one of the four? Considering that Griffiths is on the line Robertson is with Burns and Raggett is just out uh, on the edge of the six-yard box. They all of them have different angles to view that cross. Burns only has one angle to view that cross and it's the same view as Robertson's. So again, my question is, I I'm not accepting this. It They didn't know where it was going because Burns did. And again, he didn't have to do anything to get there. It's about taking responsibility. It's taking responsibility. Now, the thing... If people want to dig on Griffiths only for that goal, fine, but you're wrong. Because, again, Robertson should be battling Burns with all his might there. It's 2-2 in a tense game with 10 minutes to go. There's a looping ball to the back post. You do goddamn fucking anything to stop him winning that battle. And Griffiths, when A, he's slow to react, but B, he actually backs off when the ball drops. You can actually see him. Well, he doesn't back off, but he slows his approach towards the ball. You actually see him sort of lift up the right foot like he's pitching a baseball. Why? As a goalkeeper, surely the, the duty of protecting your net. I'm not, expecting, I'm not expecting Griffiths to reach out to the top corner and claw that away, primarily because it doesn't go into the top corner, but I'm at least expecting him as a goalkeeper, seeing that ball looping over, fling yourself at it. I would rather he gives away a penalty for crushing Wes Burns into the post than let him have a free header on yeah, the goal or line. Robertson, or, or Robertson. Or Robertson. Exactly. And it's one of those three. Because Ra look at Raggett as well. He watches it as well. So it's the three of them. It's a three on one at the back post. Ten minutes to go in a 2-2 game that's been operating at fever pitch for the last 20 minutes. And all three of our players are watching. Even I watched it uh, back on iPhone. Even Guy Winkham's going, what are they doing? Do they think it's gone over? Well, Wes Burns didn't. And that's why he's got... Oh, and th this, again... That's the winner. A, a good side like Ipswich, and we yeah. let them score that as a winner. Mm. No, it's... it's it, a again, it's a defensive mistake. Yeah. And that, I, as much as we're annoyed, I know the players will be annoyed, because they'll look that... They'll watch that back. No matter the debates on Twitter, the players will watch that back and go, God, that's horrendous viewing. I'll tell you what, it is horrendous viewing. is what we're currently watching uh, on the screen. Oh, shut up, us. Liam. Uh, it's, it's a nice it's, spot it's of American, American football. American game. They're playing catch with the ball. So, it, yeah, there is there is no one single player exclusively at fault for that goal. It's it's a comedy of errors, as Jeff alluded to. Griffiths, for as much as people want to lay it exclusively on him, he is one part of a trilogy of a back post fuck-up. We have been speaking about this Ipswich game for 25 minutes. I don't think I, we've I, ever I spoken think, about I, I don't think it's going to end. No, no, we're not. Because I have a comment about Ipswich fans, but it's not the comment you all think it is. Um... You know, let's Just go teasing back, that one for later. Let's, let's, let's go back to uh, let's go back to our our style of play yesterday, our patches of play. I thought at times we were we looked bright. Owendale was a constant threat down the right hand side. Um, as I said earlier, I don't think Josh Caroma done enough. There were there were times in the first half he got the ball and you were expecting him to get to the byline and cut it back for the aerial prowess of of Bishop. Or fed that early ball through to Scarlett, as we saw for the the, the first penalty. He was oddly laboured. Like yeah. didn't offer didn't offer any help defensively, and going forward, he was just not this 
dynamic outlet that can buy you a few yards up the pitch. It, it was just a bizarre performance from, for me, from Karoma. But everyone was a bit bemused by Tunnicliffe coming on. Obviously, Danny's come out. And I don't know whether he's saying it just for the, to kind of deflect the flack. Um, because I was watching Jay Mingy warm up. And I was watching Jay Mingy do the pressing drill. Nobody you know, passed the ball around and go press it. Nothing looked odd with his shin. Never saw him pull up. Never saw him complain. Um, everyone was expecting Jay Mingy to come on for, for Joe Morrell. I thought t- when Tunnicliffe come on, okay, look, he hasn't played. He's played, what, one minute previous to that game yesterday. One or two minutes max. Um, in a substitute former previous substitute performance. He offered nothing. He offered nothing offensively. He offered nothing defensively. He was just a passenger out there. <sighs> and again, we, we talked about the unbalance in the team. He obviously doesn't trust Swanson. Oh, I Swanson will be out there. Kevin Freeman's well out of the pecking order. I'm, I'm, I'm afraid it's a... I feel sorry for Fleetwood, is what I'm going to say. <laughs> because this team are hurting now, and this team are going to come out, and I fully expect a performance and a reaction. No, no, no. You're expecting the word, Jeff. <laughs> You're expecting the word Go on. A dickin There you go <laughs> But to wrap the Ipswich game up look, I know we have our gripes with the winning goal But there is nothing wrong with Losing to a side that was better For the most part no. While we gave away a no. soft winner We were outplayed And there's, there's no crime in that It's just annoying the manner in which we Lost to a already I, good I, side I just think we're too rigid in our formation Marlon Pack was trying to get us to switch yesterday. He was saying we, we, were, in a, we were against a 4-2-4 at times, um, rather than a 3-4-3. And he was trying to get the Pompey team to, to, to switch and change it up. He was trying to get, tell people to get the ball out to Caroma and, and Dale and get them. And we just, we just weren't tactically aware. And I, and I think maybe, maybe the players are, are just too rigid in this 4-4-2. I also think. Oh, don't the, tell Joey Barton that. Yeah, <laughs> I also think that the absences we had yesterday were a huge factor. Joe Rafferty missing, start you know a valuable starter. Tom Lowry would have been a guy to bring a real composure on the ball. He's one of those few players I'm talking about that this level that can receive the ball with a yeah. player on his back and straightaway relay it out. He's one of the few players that's got that technical ability at this in League One level to be able to do that. And then you miss the bench presence of Louis Thompson. He would have been a great player to come in and physically shake things up, to buy a bit of, to buy a bit of physical presence and tenacity to the side, while also having a moderate amount of technical ability. Joe Piggott as well. We didn't really have a natural forward to come off the bench, so there are a number of things that contributed to a deserved defeat. But as I said earlier, we're okay, and I won't go questioning. I won't go questioning our overarching 4-4-2 on the back of one defeat away to one of the best sides in the division. And that's another thing to remember. We are... We've already put Hillsborough away and Portman Road away in the book. We've already put Peterborough at home in the book, Plymouth at home in the book. We've already played the top three and we're only 10 games in. You know, before we reach the halfway mark of the season, we've got 13 games 
against sides we haven't played Definitely. yet. And we've already played the top three, two of them away from home. To be fourth right now with a game in hand, do not let Portman Road's before, you know, showing yesterday disguised that we're in a great position and we've earned the right to be where we are, contrary to what the fans at Portman Road will claim yesterday. Uh, just just getting top pa- Oh, yes! Just no, getting producer Tom on. to put the heater on. Uh, while you were talking... Do you- <laughs> sunglasses out here. Liam, this is fairly much the same colour you saw when you went to Amsterdam, isn't it? I'm going to be talking my tan up. No, I was- Welcome to the red light tent. No, I was looking for the blue lights. Um, <laughs> you are here at three, lads. <laughs> um, should we wrap up Ipswich there? Because we could talk about more night, couldn't we? And- I mean, let's put it behind. Oh, yeah, yeah so one he had one. a comment about the fans, didn't he? Oh, you yeah, go on. Oh, yes. Um... Actually, no, I'll save it for dubbed in. All but right. again, it's not what you think it is. Right. Uh, let's move on to the next game. No one cares about it. I'm joking. Do you know what? I, I, I did have that attitude a couple of years ago towards the EFL trophy, but I quite enjoy it now because... Yeah, it, but it's it's the Prem game, isn't it? Oh, uh, right. Yeah, Villa. Yeah. Under 21. So I mean, here is the official preview for that one. Who cares? <laughs> on Tuesday night at 19.45 British Standard Time, <laughs> a football match will take place between Portsmouth Football <laughs> Club and the under-23 select academy of Aston Villa Football Club. Look, you know you under the <laughs> guise of the tournament of the Papa John's Trophy, this game will be competed in the group stage. The winner shall receive three points, the loser none. In the event of a draw, both teams will take a point and a penalty shootout will decide who wins an extra penalty point. There will be some people there. <laughs> right, Fleetwood. <laughs> <laughs> I, although, uh, to, to actually make a valid point about that this... That sounded like Tom's demo. <laughs> <laughs> to make a valid point about this, uh, I would put everything on Zach Swanson for the evening. Because Ogilvy, I, Ogilvy's too good to, to be out of left back. Swanson has to start bearing responsibility of being called up for League One games. So I would dedicate Tuesday's game around him I'd say Swanson I want you to be the 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 beating heart of Pompey's attack down the right hand side and we're going to see how you do defensively as well because now that Joe Rafferty's had a stomach surgery and is approximately going to be out for a month I know we're playing some easier teams but it's time to develop Swanson uh, if we want young players to develop this is how you do it you put them into these games and you put the focus on them you don't make them anonymous characters in games like these you test the limits of that which they're capable in these types of games so as much as my preview sounded enthusiastic i'm still going to fucking go um and i i will watch guys like swanson with interest and i hope denver hume plays because we need him to be fit would you play griffiths just for confidence Ryan is currently I, putting a face I, like he's just eating a sweet. <laughs> because why should why should Oliver Yamey be sacrificed because of a a one thing that happened? It, I know Griffiths had some poor distribution in the first half and Pack shouted at him. Why should Oliver Yamey be sacrificed for a Papa John's game for for Josh Griffiths, who was not the only poor performer at Ipswich? Because again, he you know that. There, there are a few players out there that on Saturday looked like they were deer in the headlights. Several players, like... Raggett didn't have a brilliant game. Do we, do we put him in? You know, I think if you go down that route, 
a lot of the starting eleven on Saturday would play Tuesday. All right, fucking hell, mate. I was only asking. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I would give I would give Griffiths the night off. Yeah. I don't think he warrants any special treatment. And I'd want to see more of Oliver Yamey because I felt he got dealt a bad hand against Crawley. With the only thing he had to do was face nine penalties. Who, Jeff? Oliver Yamey. <laughs> that one. That one, yeah. <laughs> that one. Anyway, but, you know, the under-23 game, if, if Tunnicliffe's going to be called upon now because of injuries and, and everything else, Tunnicliffe's got to start on Tuesday to get match sharpness. It's all well and good being fit. You, you need to be match sharp in those situations. So, so Tonicliffe has to start on... Just look on, at their the last field. results. They, they haven't done too well. I mean, they score goals, but they, they've, not, they've not really picked up any results. But it could surprise us. Do you remember, do you know what, I, think, I, I, I think defensive-wise, like Ryan says, Hume comes in at left-back. And I think, I think you go with a central defensive pairing of Robertson at left centre-half and Morrison at right centre-half to see how they perform. Yeah. I'm not even. I, I think we may be going for a game like this. I think we may drop down to the academy. Uh, I think we'll do. see a few of those starts. And I'd like to see Adam Pace start. That cameo at Crawley was very impressive. I'd like to see him start. Mm. Are you going, Jeff? No. <laughs> very <laughs> assertive. No. No. I, I'll I'll do a very enthusiastic match report from here. <laughs> Yeah, let's do it. One of the teams. Right, maybe. that's the quickest uh, match preview we've ever done. Uh, so that's uh, Villa on the 21s featured. Uh, we're getting stared at as we do every week, which is great fun. After Fleetwood. The floss. After, yeah, I mean, yeah. Where's that candy floss gone? Jeff's eaten one of them. <laughs> Stitched him right up there, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's not a crime, Liam. <laughs> he told us he was on a diet. Right, <laughs> Fleet- <Wait did> I? <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> Fleetwood. Well, he's just been on a food poisoning diet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's just lost God knows how much weight from throwing up and shit in a week. <laughs> Great content. There is indeed, especially when there's two kids watching our uh, every move. <laughs> Fleetwood at home uh, <laughs> is the next big one. There. Are- <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I, I'm going to read Fleetwood's results since the start of the season. Oh, League God. and Cup Go on, in the style that you would probably say more often, Liam. Zero one two one 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 zero one 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 two 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 zero one zero 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 one 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 zero two one two one. That's their results. That's absurd. Yeah. Every single game has been decided by no more than one goal. Jesus. You know what they're due. <laughs> Hold up, they're uh, <laughs> No, if 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 like if you look at them right now, ten games played, goals scored nine, goals conceded nine. They've turned into Shrewsbury this year. Even at the back end of last season, they were scoring goals but just couldn't win. Like they managed to lose three two and four two back to back. Yeah, and three two not long before that. So if crazy. my if my if my quick maths is correct, no side has been involved in. Fewer goals in League One this season, scoring or cons- but they're overall, ju- inter- they're due a dicking. Yeah, so it's Jeff, the word. <laughs> what, what are they do? You've not, you've not said it. Dicking. Really? Just, just say it more. So it's either going to be one-one or five-nil <laughs> or a nil-nil draw after all this hyping it up. <coughs> I mean, yeah, we should go there and we should. Sorry, they should come here and we should beat them. I mean, they're they're. A, they're a team we can... They, they can be a bit of a bogey team for us, so they have been in the past, haven't they? Um, yeah. 
Fortunately, oh. they don't have a manager who is known for being a shit house and is playing. Oh wait, <sighs> Scott Brin. Oh. Oh. Uh, just a quick. Well, I forgot that twat was their manager. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, they've they've ground out some okay results. You know, drew nil nil with Derby. I don't know if I don't know if drawing with Charlton's a good thing these days, but I mean they're in trouble, aren't they? They are in trouble, but they drew with Wickham. They beat they beat Peterborough away from home. Like they're they're a t- side that, despite their relatively low stature and the fact they don't like conceding or scoring, and the fact they're fifteenth, they have picked up an okay Let's set just of results. Hope they don't come down and park it's, the bus. It's, it's against well, the more, will, won't they? it's yeah. against the more bottom feeders that they've actually not had the greatest joy. Mm. What are you saying, Jeff? I know you said it's a dickin, but what, what, do, you, do you really do you really think it's a dickin? Yeah. All right. If we get if we get the positive reaction that I think this team will put out there, this Pompey team is going to be hurting. They're going to want to put they're, they're going to want to put the wrongs right on yeah. Saturday. And Danny and Nicky Cowley were not at home. Will not let them rest on their laurels. And the fans, although the fans have stuck with this Pompey team all the way through. The fans at Fratton Park will not settle for anything less than a full throttle performance. Can I just talk about the fans? And, and uh, yesterday, I know it's obviously not being at the game, but looking on social media, when we went to goal down again, we see this negative reaction. Oh, here we go. We're shit. Which is weird because at the game, no, it's, I know. it's so at different. The, I know. The game wasn't like that. I did yeah. put a tweet out and said, we need to chill, chill out or we go to goal down. We used to be a team that would wave the white flag, throw it, throw I, it in. I, I, this team is different. I've seen the usual suspects make their usual comments about a performance, and we lost, and they weren't even at the game. And I'm like, you weren't even there. There is a difference between watching a game in the stadium than watching it on some dodgy fire stick on a moody stream or watching it on iFollow on a Tuesday night. Do you know where you can get one of them from, dear? (laughs) But there is a difference. There there is a difference. There is a difference between in the stadium and seeing the full aspect of the pitch and what's going on compared to just seeing it through the lens of a TV camera. Yeah. And, and, you know, they're saying, oh, we did... what do you mean we're lucky we should have come away with a draw we didn't deserve a draw or whatever okay on the, on the overall 90 odd minutes we probably weren't but we were still in that game up until 70 you know 75 minutes whatever 80 minutes we were still in it and it is the usual suspects just the negativity you go goal down they're straight on social media just I, for likes I don't understand why that's still the case, though. Sure, I know we're in a young season so far. We're not even at the quarter stage yet. But considering what's happened at Hillsborough, considering what happened against Cambridge, considering what happened against Peterborough, considering what happened... Uh, we we conceded first anywhere else? Well, conceded, considering what happened at Ipswich yesterday, the fact that we we came back twice, why are people still doubting this team whenever the opposition scores this team is different we have shown a great characteristic of coming back into games once we concede and I I don't understand like certainly at Portman Road yesterday when Ipswich scored their first Pompey fans raised their voices in song it was brilliant 
and you you go on social media, social media. It's a different story now. I don't understand why now. Like, have you not seen enough yet? Again, we we are by no means a substantial amount of the way through the season, but ten games is enough to inform you. Certainly in pressure situations like Hillsborough, like the game against Peterborough, like Portman Road twice yesterday, we do get back into games. We do not. Fade quietly and, into and the black. And we did twice yesterday. Yeah. Yes, they were. Pe- I don't care if they're penalties. A goal's a goal, and they they were both penalties. Still had to score. Still had to score. And you still had to get in so the position. I, I to get don't the understand why there are people who don't th- th- doubt our capacity to get back into a game. We may not be good at times. We may not look great doing it, but the white flag does not get waved, and we've we've proven in some big games so far that we have the capacity to do it. I'm even going. I'm even going to add Crawley to that list because we were atrocious for 70 minutes against Crawley, and we still found a way back in. What what more do you need to see? Last we, season, we may season not be four, the we best. Capitulated. Yeah, we may not be the best single team in League One, and I apologise for that. There's not much I can do about that, but all I can do is back this team up and say, what else? What else are you wanting? We we certainly know how to score goals and we certainly know how to come back into games once conceding so why the negativity now i know this has taken us slightly away from our fleet preview which will probably wrap up in a couple of minutes but i think it's a fair i think it's a fair point to raise the the atmosphere at home games when we conceded against peterborough no one no one's head fell on portman road i think people were flattened by the third goal but they weren't screaming at the players there was no victory although it was just a bit of ah but certainly the first two no one's head dropped. Certainly not in the stands. Do you know what so I said? I, back I'd at like home. I'd like the people on social media. If, if you can't make it to a game for whatever reason, players read the stuff that you put online. Mm. So, but you can criticise, yeah, by all means. But there's Chris. Do it after a game during the ninety minutes. Back them. When that third goal went in, do you know what I thought? It's a good way to lose. Right, um, Kenny. <laughs> no, look, it's. I should have I should have actually added to my tweet. I'm not talking about at the game because you can you can the the fans at the game do stick with the players the whole the whole way through and especially more this season. This this team has a different feel to it. Like I said before, <coughs> you go going up go down. You think that's it. We we fucked it. Our heads drop. But there's something different with this team. I there just, is. I, I, there's so much there belief. They, they want and to win. No one is saying. Don't voice your opinions. No. Because we voice an opinion on this podcast. Opinions are like ourselves. And we voice it to apparently a lot of people who listen. Yeah. But during the 90, it, it, it's full backing. And yeah. that's the way it should be. That's the probably There's people out there familiar with the term gatekeeping. It's when you sort of set the rules and regulations of something within a community or something within a group. The only thing I would gatekeep about being a football fan is during the game you back them. Definitely. There you go. Should we wrap up the Fleetwood game? It's a dicking. Yeah I, I th- yeah, I know Jeff is saying it's going to be a dicking, but again, they've beaten Plymouth at home in all uh, towards the start of the season. In reality, it's going to be I a 1-0. I think it was their one nil second win. game they beat Plymouth. <laughs> yeah. They've beaten Peterborough away from home. They've drawn with Wickham. They've drawn with Derby. I, they've, they've not had a single game dictated by more than a single goal. They've... You know, if they take their overall goals scored and conceded in the season, no side's been involved in fewer. I remember Jeff going for an extreme dicking against Lincoln, and I was a bit more cautious going, I think we're going to scrape over the line. 
I think we're going to go for the same tact here. I, I think we're going to really have to be patient against Fleetwood and we'll get over the line. But it, like Lincoln, I think we're going to have to be very patient and persistent and deal with a very stubborn Fleetwood side yeah. to get there. And look, if we get an early goal, that means they've got to come out. They've got to play for a draw then. Because go, losing the game 1-0, no team... It's just going to shut up shop and go, do you know what? We conceded one. We're not going to concede anymore. Score prediction. 1-0. Ryan? 1-0. You've going gone for, for a 1-0 dicking? No. I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was saying it's a dicking, but in reality, it's going to be a 1-0. Do you want a shovel, no, Jeff? If, if we get an early goal, if we get an early goal, I truly believe this Pompey side, against anyone, if we get an early goal, we can go on to score two or three. Right. This, this, this team's got at least two goals in it every game. So Jeff's uh, score prediction is one, two, and three nil. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going nil nil, right, right up to the end. Last minute winner, Josh Griffiths, is going to score for header from a corner, and he's going to go and shush the frat end. That's my prediction. One nil. I was with you until he was going to shush the frat end. <laughs> All right, win nil then. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> you could be pat. I, I, never mind. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, that coat's gone to my head. Oh my god, that sounded awful. Should we cut this bit out? <laughs> this has been a very poor twenty seconds for you. Something you've heard before, I imagine. Sake, yeah. <laughs> In Amsterdam, yeah. Moving on. Anyway, that was Fleetwood. <laughs> uh, features time. Who wants to go first? Uh, I okay, think, don't I all think jump we've got <laughs> protocol where Jeff's third eye takes precedence now. Yeah. Hold on. He's not even ready. I'm not even ready. Weber's nice, Ryan. He's, do you know what? It was absolutely horrendous this morning, but it's cleared up nicely for us to be sat in this pub garden watching a spot of the hand Catch. egg. <laughs> so, only a few... Yeah. And the Eagles are winning, which is nice. <laughs> only a few third eyes. So, I don't know if you were in the ground at the time. The, the Ipswich uh, match commentator, pitch side commentator, was introducing the mascots. And uh, there was two lads called Will. There was Will W, and then there was this Will. And when they were going through the mascots, they went to a lad called Sid and said, what's your score prediction, Sid? And he said, it's going to be 2-0 to Ipswich. To which the pitch side announcer then introduced the second Will, who was named Will C. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he's either a comedy genius or he doesn't know what he's just said. <laughs> I mean, how did you even, like, register that? <laughs> and think, oh, that I'm going to put that in my notepad. For the, for I, the was like, I was stood there and I went, did he just actually say 2-0? Oh, the next lad was called Will C. <laughs> oh, that tickled me. And then they went to Will W. Uh, you know, so, um, yeah. I, I like names like that. It's just, yeah, I like that. Like, speaking of, uh, one of the greatest names in football is Fratton Park on Saturday, Admiral Muskwe. That's his first name, Admiral. It's brilliant, yeah. yeah. You've just reminded me, actually. If anyone knows uh, a guy called Dave Welsh, he's one of the security guys. I know Dave. At, at, at Dave Welsh, yeah. yeah. He's one of the security guys at Fatton Park. Now, Dave and I were in the army together. And it was an unknown fact for quite a long time. Now, Dave's a massive Blackburn fan. <laughs> and if you go to Fatton Park, look for Dave. He's always still in his suit outside. Just the, speak uh, to him and you'll know he's from Blackburn. Yeah, he, he's got, like, gingerish hair. He's a massive Blackburn fan. His middle name is the entire Burnley squad of when he was born. 
<laughs> and he's a Blackburn fan. How has that happened? <laughs> so the other week, the other week when he came over yeah, to yeah. chat to you at the DJ booth and he had the fan zone, and I said, oh, Liam, do you know what his middle name is? He's scarpered. He's scarpered <laughs> like Usain Bolt doing 100 How metres. How has that happened? <laughs> you know, I don't know what's b- worse being a Blackburn fan being named after Bur- Burnley team of when he was born or, or he's been right. but anyway digressing imagine him filling out a form mm-hmm. any middle names well that's how we Not found out in the ar- that's how we found out in the army because he had to put down his name and it's like put down your full name I've got and he was there names. literally for half an hour <laughs> writing down the entire Burnley squad and I was on, on Wikipedia hold on, hold on. wasn't he on the bench that day no it's no, it not that name <laughs> Yeah, you've got five middle names, Liam. <laughs> I know, I have. Um, Greedy. Half time. The uh, so Ipswich don't have a watering system like Fatton Park or many modern grounds. Tim Pot. They have they have the hose pipes that go out across the pitch. You may be above us, but our watering system's better than yours. However, <laughs> however, they do have a watering system that comes up from the side of the pitch. Ah. Now at half time, I don't know if you noticed this. You may be getting a beverage or two. The water jets came. Oh, on. I was driving. Just to state for the authorities. And and as the water jet turned round, the Ipswich fans that were below the Pompey fans got absolutely soaked because they was they were sat on the advertising horn in, goading the Pompey fans about you know about what's going on and everything else. And the water jet turned round. The two ball girls got absolutely drenched. They got up and screaming down the pitch because they were they were absolutely soaking wet. The Ipswich fans got wet. The Pompey disabled fans down in that area got wet. I shouldn't have laughed, but I did. <laughs> um, now, considering Ipswich were at home and this is their watering system, you would think everyone assembled would have known. Would have known. Yeah, but apparently, from from Jeff's uh, narrative, not the case. No, our water pipes are better than yours. Um, <laughs> our water, water pipes, pipes are better than, than yours. yours. They've never seen that. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last one goes to Max Pompey, admin, social media admin, <laughs> video <laughs> extraordinaire. Substitution for Portsmouth. <laughs> An attacking substitution was the tweet. Rico Hackett off on Rico Hackett. <laughs> I didn't realise we had two Rico Hackett's in the squad. There's only two Rico Hackett's. <laughs> <laughs> two left feet. Um, <laughs> mind you, we might get one decent player. <laughs> <laughs> only joking, Rico. I haven't really got a one Careful, that'll get snipped out and sent to him. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> where, where's that happened? Mm. <coughs> my one of my contributions to Third Eye is while we had our back and forth with Ipswich A in the stadium, B on social media, it was fantastic. Cowley was right; it's fantastic to see a packed stadium like that in League One, uh, and a, quite a big stadium packed like that in League One. Apart from one corner which was the lowest section of the section that Pompey fans were allotted, the uh, the southeast corner of the cobbled stand. Now, from what I read in the news, we requested more tickets for that little section. No more than a couple hundred seats by the looks of it. The request was denied, and no reason was given why. But why? That every single seat in Port... You could not see a blue seat for love nor money in every other part of the ground, apart from this weird little blot of a couple hundred seats right in the corner of portman road and it's the side that faces the camera so you can see it through the whole game when you watch it back why were these seats not allocated because there were pompey fans in that section anyway because that's where the disabled section 
of the Pompey fans were allocated. So you've got 1,900 Pompey fans in the upper section of the southeast cobbled. You've got the disabled Pompey fans in the bottom. So you still have to open those turnstiles. You still have to open the catering. You still have to have stewards there. So why were these seats not allocated? And no, no reason was given. It just looked weird. And the fact there was no justification for it either is weirder. Because if I, I, I may be misremembering, I'm convinced those tickets were sold last year. Have you seen this? Yeah. yeah. Are, you, are you mentioning it? I, I will get onto that. Oh, yeah. fuck it. I was going to mention it now. Oh, uh, that fine. Actually, no. if you want it, mate, if, I will pass it to you. Is it not in your feature? No, it's not It's it's not one that I was going to give as winner. Right. But can I can mention this? This yeah. is brilliant. <laughs> you know when Neil Allen does his gaffer of the day? You've been in it several oh, yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. Um, the gaffer of the day, the title was No Panic, Pompey Will Still Win the League. Extreme optimism from the gaffer. Many thanks to Sasha PFC for his input. Neil Adams tweeted that. An Ipswich fan has retweeted that and put, Daddy Cowley is the most deluded manager in the footballing world. Hashtag Ipswich Town FC. I uh, Neil Adams, uh, let, let me, hold on. Neil Adams reply, apart from, it wasn't Danny Cowley who said it. And then Daniel replies, well, why say gaffer then? <laughs> this is brilliant. You've got to read this. It's the name of the feature. It really isn't that difficult to understand. <laughs> Daniel O'Reilly replies with a, a, someone sticking their finger up. Neil Allen, yes, I'm really upset that you've been shown up to the rather simple, uh, to be rather simple in your desperation to troll Pompey fans. Boo-hoo, no fair. <laughs> I'm... Sa I, Sasha I am was actually in my car yesterday. He's the son of Tony, who's who, who my, my friend from the Armed Forces Fire. And Neil was still scratching around for a gaffer. So I texted Neil and said, Neil, there's a lad opposite me now who will do gaffer for you. So, yeah. I mean, I like when this... Idiot Ipswich fan goes, uh, you're upset. I said, yes, I'm sure uh, well-known Aston Villa fan, Neil Allen, is upset <laughs> that uh, an Ipswich fan oh, has made himself look an idiot. I'm, I'm sure he's devastated. Just to show how big we are, right? Someone's tweeted us and said, definitely a contender for dinner of the week. Not, Unfortunately not, but uh, it's got a mention. I, I appreciate the suggestions, but I do, again, I have an alternate there, take for dinner there, of the week. There is, there is one other that I missed out on the third eye. Harry Bonds. What the fuck were those <laughs> shirts? <laughs> what the fuck were those brilliant. shirts brilliant. about, brilliant. Not only him, Den had one on. Our, our, our friend of the show, <laughs> Den, also had one on. And yep. two other of Harry's friends had one on as well. Yeah. Should we move on to Ryan's feature? Because I can probably guess what's going to get dub of the week, and I can't wait to, to hear it. We'll start off with Dub of the Week. Yeah. And it goes to the Smith family. <laughs> Go on, Jake and Emily. Jake and Emily. Emily obviously doing the hard work. <laughs> uh, gave birth. Well, Emily certainly gave birth. Jake just sat there. Uh, and watched the game, preparing apparently. Preparing the football hour. <laughs> <laughs> Emily gave birth at 3 p.m. Yes. Jake yes. is that... Uh, Ainly retentive that he's even organised for his daughter to be born <laughs> at a standard kickoff time. So 3 p.m. on Friday afternoon, uh, Grace Jane Smith came into the world at approximately six pounds. And Wonderful news. Already taller than her dad. <laughs> but uh, I've been looking forward to this for a while. I'm absolutely chuffed for them. I'm chuffed yeah. that Grace has arrived safely. Emily's fine. They've taken Grace home. Uh, by all by all measure of things that can happen with a pregnancy and labor and giving birth all went well they're home good luck to them uh jake pompey smith is now a father <laughs> <laughs> oh dear no he, uh, bless him welcome 
to the shitty nappy. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was Sponsored by Stagecoach. But Jeff, <laughs> I want you to tell your part of this because it's just brilliant. So, I was meant to go on the football hour on Friday and, and go in the studio. At eight minutes past ten, Friday morning, this is the message. Hi, mate. I'm really, really sorry. But due to unforeseen circumstances, there will be not there will not be a football hour tonight. It's have like a good, a cop have statement. a good weekend, pal, and speak soon. It's like a cop statement. And I put that's okay, mate. And then he's then obviously on Facebook he's put a off another scooter. <laughs> I was like, I was like, maybe the equipment's broke. Maybe you know, no. Then Jake's posted on social media that the, the baby's been born. All right. I went, that's not an unforeseen circumstance. <laughs> the only thing missing from that message is Jake planting a corner flag in his living room <laughs> and <laughs> taking a picture of it in comp statement the Smith family. Well, now, his, his here's why Jake Smith wins dinner of the week. Oh, no. <laughs> unforeseen circumstances. You mean the pregnancy you've known about since February and you even <laughs> said you weren't going to Ipswich 4 because you suspected... Grace might be here early. So the unforeseen circumstances you, you're on about, you've known about for seven months. <laughs> that, that's four times. That's four times he's won dinner of the week. Due to the due to the birth of my child that I was not aware of and deliberately said I wasn't going to Ipswich for the night before the game. Oh look, Jake Smith. So Jake wins dub and din, uh, but he, or more importantly, he does win dub. As does Emily, as does Grace. She's already behaving herself by not causing her parents any trouble during the birth. Great news! Best of luck to them, and we are here if you need anything. Yeah, just don't call me at three o'clock when you will be awake. I wonder how he's doing. Uh, I do. I do feel a little bit sorry for the baby that I haven't seen that face of Jake's. I mean, not long after he's just come off that bloody scooter. <laughs> I saw. I saw one comment of of Jake I hope, holding I hope he his got door. Your nose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jake, it was Jake's first picture online, oh, and he's still got a scar on his nose. And I think it was Jay who put it. Just saying, I hope she doesn't have your nose. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if uh, I wonder if the baby will be going a Fleetwood at home, being a press box. You know, I, I do wonder when Jake will <clears throat> drop me a message saying, "Do you have a space for?" Insert away game. <laughs> I, I do. I, child seat. Well, well see, thing is, is, the next away game. I mean, he's go, he's going to be uh, there, Charlton. He? Now, d the Grace was due on the day of the original Charlton game, Saturday the fifteenth. It's now the seventeenth, and we're now also still two weeks away from that. I am well, waiting. He's going to be there. I am waiting he? for Jake Pompey Smith to message you. Go. Have you got a seat? You can't Charlton. <laughs> Jake will be there. But no, Jake. All jokes aside, we know we rinse you on this podcast. Wonderful news. Well done, mate. Actually, no, not you. Well done, Emily. Well done, Emily. Absolutely <laughs> brilliant job. <laughs> I took a heavily pregnant Emily, who is a Crawley fan, to the Papa John's game at Crawley yeah. last month. <laughs> Bless her. <laughs> and they were in the terrace as well. I was like... <laughs> no, fair, fair <laughs> you, play to You can't to blame the commitment to the well pair matched, of them. Well matched. Well matched, exactly. So Jake and Emily... Uh, However... Dub of the week, Jake wins dinner of the week. Yes, so Jake somehow <laughs> locks up both. <laughs> now... So many of you have been in uh, contact, either in person at the stadium or in my mentions, saying this Ipswich fan deserves dinner of the week. I received that like a hundred times for various Ipswich fans. Here is why Ipswich fans were never a contender for dinner of the week. Never. Because finally... Oh, what a fucking catch that is. Anyway, oh, catch. Because finally, they became one of us. The time-wasting yesterday, gentlemen, is that which I wish to discuss. <laughs> Everyone was saying that makes them dinner of the week, right? No, if anything, 
it made them a contender for dub of the week and here is why ipswich still haven't learned despite being in league one for a number of years now that this divine rite of passage to float away from league one and leave us the scummy peasantry to wallow in the muck in league one behind they still haven't learned it's not that easy there is no divine right you don't get a free pass to league leave league one it is difficult for was it three seasons there in league one beforehand they always acted with this arrogance this pious perception that they were superior to all of us that they would never indulge in such immature mannerisms when we played Ipswich at Portman Road in March they walked out the stadium they were chanting boring boring pompey us because they would never do such thing but you know what the time wasting yesterday showed they are one of us they've become <laughs> part of the group because they they can try if you go online they'll see all the excuses coming out going well we did it to you know send a message to pompey fans to set an example of you time waste against us we can do it even better haha ha, i hope that showed you no that showed me that you've become desperate because portsmouth haven't been in the championship for a decade and in that decade four of those years were spent in league two this is what you've been been reduced to playing hide the ball in three of the four stands of portman road against a side that's not been above league one for a decade you are one of us you have joined the muck come roll around in it with us it's wonderful down here you're gonna go to accrington on a yearly basis you think you're too good for this division you're not because you're playing hide the ball from sean raggett <laughs> you have joined us your pious divine right your Oh, every single term under the sun I could use that you've described yourself. You have no right to get a free pass out of League One. You're desperate. You can excuse it and disguise it all you want. But you now employ the same shitty tactics as the rest of us. Welcome to the reconciliation, Ipswich. It's fun in the gutter. It's fun in the basement. And even if you get promoted, there will be a tiny asterisk next to your name. And that asterisk will read the same as every other side that got promoted from league one recently we were desperate bastards to get to this point and that's the personality trait you hated the most when you joined league one they're desperate they'll do anything to get a point off us they'll do anything to get three points off us well you did it yesterday how does it feel to be the thing you hate the most that's oh good. this is league one heritage and you're a part of it now it's which town that's getting clipped that's brilliant <laughs> that's why that because subconsciously whether or not they truly realize oh, it dude. or disguise it they're just this like the rest they are wickham they are morcom they are portsmouth they are sunderland they are shrewsbury they are a league one side that will now do anything to get out of this fucking division <laughs> well done and you know what it was well executed yeah they, they, after, there was one where griffin's trying to get the ball back the, the fans kept it. The staff at, on the sidelines simply refused to get a ball because Cowley was going off at the fourth official. If the, if the fans aren't giving the ball back, you do, have an, you do literally have another football in Portman Road, right? But the staff wouldn't get one either. So after about a minute of the, the Ipswich staff quite literally refusing to provide a football to play a game of football with, while the fans are playing keep the ball in the... Uh, it's not the Bobby Robson stand. It's the one at the other end. It was after the Bobby Robson stand. What was it that one? Yeah. That was the initial one. After that, the minute, Wes Burns then decides to go down with cramp. 
after the minute of standing still waiting for this circus show to end. Oh, the muck is a... It's comforting. It's comforting. You do it better than the rest of us. Yeah, it was actually quite nice to see. I, I like seeing them being reduced to that level. It just shows how desperate they are. Yeah. Mm. You, you are, you're that desperate to beat a side that's not been above League One since 2012. That is what you resort to. Now, I don't have a problem with that because, as I've said, we do it. Every club in League One does it. But you now have lost the right to your piousness. You've now lost the right to your superiority because you're now clawing at the door this, like the rest of us are. So that's why they'd never be done in the week because what's that? It's like the five stages of grief or whatever and one of them is oh, like yeah, realising yeah. or acceptance they've, ex they've accepted it now they're going to do whatever is necessary and good luck uh, to them um, imagine if they only end up in the playoffs and don't make it oh, be so I'm so glad we haven't got to deal with Sunderland anymore I oh, see I prefer Sunderland oh, fans because no. after a while after a while they did in truth lose that arrogance they did in truth lose that divine right it was you could tell by the end they were desperate and mm -hmm. they were just begging to get out of this division. You could tell the relief when they actually won the playoff final. I was like, we're out of here. Th and then there were Pompey fans, like, we'd just gone for a breakup with Sunderland. Me, one of them, saying, whoa, you can't leave. Yeah. You can't do that. We had a thing. Just yeah. an update, by the way, lads. And um, we've been mentioned at every show since um, we played Bristol Rovers. I can, can confirm they're still not above us. Uh, they are still down in ninth. <laughs> um, yeah, doing well, Jub, isn't it? Since they played us. They're, wait, they're as high as ninth. No, they're, they're they're sorry, they're fourth from bottom. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> oh, nineteenth. <laughs> nine points. Oh, nine points. You um, sorry. Um, wait. So since that we can't be right either. They've got nine points. Oh right, I, I thought you meant between us and them. <clears throat> sorry, no. Since we played them, obviously we we didn't deserve to win that game. They have. Oh, they've not won one game, and they've played. And they got one, two, uh, three, Jeff four, five, six. Worded by Lincoln at home. Six yeah. games they've played and they've not won one of them. They've picked up two points in the process. So sacked by Christmas. Mm. Fingers crossed. I don't wish uh, sacking on any manager, but Joey Barton, get in the bin, you cock. Right. <laughs> 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 that that was so unnecessary at the end. But I it was don't <laughs> <like> <laughs> <him>. <laughs> you cock. I think he's a bell end. Right. Um, uh, anything you want to add in this week, lads? Um. Jeff's going to get hyperthermic if he sits any longer. <laughs> I think it, we're, we're in this odd little period where Piggott couldn't play Saturday's part of the terms of his loan deal. Thompson's out with his broken leg. Rafty's out with his stomach surgery. Lowry's out with his injury that he picked up. Hadji Minoga went on loan. The side that we once lauded its depth, it was starting to look... Not thin. thin, not thin, because we still had a bench that you can live with in League One, but it's it's an odd number of unavailable players to go through for a single match day, and it's a, it was an unfortunate match day for it to fall upon. If it had been Burton, Fleetwood, Forest Green, okay, but it just had to happen at Portman Road. So, as much as anything, that's the other reason I don't want people to get, you know, slightly jilted because we lost to Ipswich. We were missing key players. It's not an excuse, we just were. And we are now entering a run of games where things do ease up a little bit. You know, we've got Fleetwood this month. We've got Forest Green this month. We've got Charlton this month. We've got Shrewsbury, who are living up to their billing so far of 
at best outside playoff contenders. I think they're only five points off at the moment. It's not all. It's not an awful start for them, but it's certainly after having played a run of games where it's been a bit more difficult. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Right there, Jeff. <laughs> I, I think we are entering a, a on paper easier run and if we are going to miss players for a period of time the chances are we're more likely to be able to get away with it yeah so just you know everyone i did see a bit more i know we lost and people are going to feel crap i felt a bit crap leaving portland road because we lost but overall i was okay <laughs> with it but just keep the head we're, we're again we're in a great position for, for where we are exactly I'll say something that I've heard several times and I'm not sure if he listens to the podcast but I hope he does keep the faith Roger and Gosport oh yeah yeah always says keep the faith just keep the faith I, I believe in this team so we're going to get a dick in on we're going to we're going to dick Fleetwood on Saturday Jeff yeah and uh, and we're going to be we're going to be happy next week <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be happy next weekend talking <coughs> about a good week at Fratton. Are you going to be um, watching any training sessions at any point? No. No? No, I, I, I correctly guessed the uh, the start in 11 yesterday and pe- and someone someone put on a stop going down to the training ground. No, I was indoors all day pissing out my ass. <laughs> <laughs> on that bombshell. Any other business, it's Jeff's I, business. I, I t- I'll tell you what it's gave, Jeff's forfeit. I'll tell you what gave it away. Seeing Joe Rafferty eating a McDonald's breakfast in his car at Cobham Services. Is that, he's definitely not starting today then. Now, this is proper any other business content. What did Joe Rafferty have? I don't know. <laughs> it was Reese that spotted him. And he was like, is that Joe Rafferty? And everyone went, no. In the car went, no. And then he went, oh, it is Joe Rafferty. As he was tucking into a double sausage McMuffin or something like that. There you that. go. Exclusive. You, you know, literally Good it was choice. Like, it was that look of, oh, shit, I've been caught. <laughs> <laughs> He knows um, Jeff from Three Lads is on his there's case. There's no cheese Is in that it? a cheesy bacon flatbread, I see? There's sorts of brown sauce in that bacon roll. <laughs> uh, if it, br- t- right, point of order. All breakfast food should be with brown sauce. No. There's only one time. There's only one, <laughs> this is great content. There's only one time I have brown sauce. Roast potatoes. What? No. A brown sauce gravy mix. No. Oh. It's, it's, it's the, it's what about the Marmite and potatoes? Have you ever had that? Marmite potatoes is lovely. What the fuck is wrong with you? Two? Do you not like Marmite? Marmite I, I gravy. love Marmite. Marmite but gravy on oh, potatoes? Man. No, you just get your little armbands on your potatoes. They go swimming around the gravy <laughs> and the horseradish and the, and the bread sauce. Marmite bread gravy. Sauce is another one, isn't Don't it? Know what oh, you bre- bre- bread needs to be Bread sauce uh, should not just be for Christmas. Bre- it's like a dog. Bread sauce is for life, not I've Christmas. I've never heard bread sauce compared to a dog before. Bread sauce is for life, not Christmas. Brown sauce is a breakfast sauce. I do think we need to do some food reviews while we do the podcast because we did it. Where were we? We Ship were Hansen. Ship Hansen Ship Hansen, on, a, yeah. on a platter, right? We need to. We need, to we need to start having dinner. Should we do a poll for this? What what sauce goes for breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> we need to start reviewing <laughs> pub food. Hey, next year's Liam football content awards. Yeah, the <laughs> winner goes to the brown sauce episode. <laughs> <laughs> Liam's just had to take his oh, inhaler that, just thinking about that, food. So, Considering uh, you've had the shits all week, that's got to be the episode title. <laughs> <laughs> the gravy train. Should we wrap it there, lads? <laughs> right, lads. Um, last time, I, last episode, I had to say bye about six times. Good night. <laughs> no, like, Ryan, thank you as ever, mate. Thank uh, you. Jeff, thank you very much. Hope you feel better soon, mate. And Tom, thanks for coming down as well as ever to see how it's actually done to record a, a podcast I'll teach you one day <laughs> yeah brilliant and thank you Pompey fans for listening as ever thanks for the support 
and we will see you hopefully at the Fleetwood game come and say hello I'm sure the lads will be hanging around the fan zone I'll be down there as well on Saturday so make sure you come and say hello uh, and yeah keep the faith just, just ending oh fuck it's off one <laughs> two three four I've, made, I've put a diary entry in my in my calendar for four weeks Tom because that's when November starts <laughs> <laughs> red November here it comes you get sacked your in the morning. If you don't check your emails, <laughs> just show up for work every day. Sacked in the morning. I don't, don't have an email anymore. Sorry. Sacked in the morning. <laughs> You're getting sacked in the morning. <laughs> See you later. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.